Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hi, this is another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast, and I'm so delighted today. Oh, gang, you're going to have so much yumminess from this episode. My beautiful guest, Angel Hartwell. Angel and I have been colleagues for, we're figuring like lots of decades, lots of years, like 13 years or so. We were trying to figure Mm -hmm. out, you know, how did we come to be? And we followed each other. And I, I finally am like, I would love you to be on my show because Angel has an amazing story. Like this woman, wow, I've seen her reinvent herself over and over and over. And she's just shines so brightly. She is just a just a beacon of wisdom and um, cool, fun, joy, all the words, right? So Angel, welcome so much. Welcome. And, and just, I'm really delighted that you're here. Therese, it is my pleasure to be here. And I love coming around the spiral again yeah. and uh, having a direct connection with you yes. and being here on this show. I'm just really grateful. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. So tell us today what you do and what you love about it. Well, today I call myself a consultant and I work, I'm hired by what I uh, term the vanguard of the creative age. And mm. those are the people who are the change agents, the thought leaders, the coaches, consultants, artists, authors, speakers, Mm. who are really here to uh, activate the evolution of consciousness on the planet in whatever field of expertise Mm -hmm. they live in. And most of the work that I do is really help them to um, align with the wealth that is within them. Mm. And I help them to take that, that wealth of wisdom and learn how to communicate it in a way that uh, allows them to convert it into wealth in the form of, uh, at this point, I'm helping people to get to their five figure payday as, uh, you know, and as most of my people are also would call themselves a presenter uh, they could be a podcaster or speaker, but they're they're really here to be a messenger yeah. and to uh, monetize that message at the maximum amount possible in order to create a legacy. Mm. The, the reason for the money is to create the structures that will allow this message to that they have and this body of work that they uh, create with me to actually live on even after they mm. have passed. Beautiful. Oof, that is that is a worthy, worthy thing to be up to. That is magnificent. So I've known you a long time mm-hmm. and I know your story with wealth and a little bit of your journey. So where do you want to start with that? Because you have been the embodiment 
of what you're talking about, right? You have it, you, it goes away, you don't know how to manage it, you know, like that whole thing. And so, so let's talk there. Where do you want to start? Yeah, well, so I, I spent my first 20 years in the real estate industry, mm -hmm. um, first 20 years of my career in the real estate industry. And at the end of that career, uh, I was the national chairperson for my trade association. I was building with two partners, 51 single family houses, 56 apartments and an office building. Uh, and then I had a spiritual awakening. And as a result of that spiritual awakening, I knew I needed to leave behind mm. uh, the real estate industry. And as a result of me exiting that, I also discovered all of these latent parts of myself that I didn't know existed. Okay. So my author came out and my artist came out mm -hmm. and my performer mm -hmm. came out and my healer came out yeah. and like all of these latent parts of me came out. and. A couple years after I left, so I gave myself a few years to just say, "Oh, look, I'm, you know, I I'm writing and I've I've made a book. I'm now an author." You know, mm -hmm. I I gave myself permission to examine and find all of these parts of myself and give them air and light and, and allow them. And then in 2006, I ended up. Um, by then, I had my own art gallery and healing art center. So I had leveraged the money from my house, from my divorce, from you know my credit, my uh, uh, mortgage, uh, equity line, and all of mm -hmm. those things to create an art gallery and healing art center. And that was a huge money pit. <laughs> um, and simultaneously to that, Within that same time frame in 2006, I opened the Money Pit, which was a huge lesson for me in overgiving and under-receiving ah. and not really calculating what uh, was reality, like what was reality. Mm -hmm. Like I was wholeheartedly committed to this, mm -hmm. but I, I did not have the practical pieces in place mm -hmm. to actually make it make sense. And so I did a ceremony on the land that I had been part of this project. Mm -hmm. And I still was a, a part owner in the, in the apartments. So I did this big ceremony on the land and out of the blue, this is what happens when yeah. we do ceremony, right. wink, wink. out of yeah. the blue, a, a buyer suddenly came to my partners and I was a junior wow. partner. So I okay. had no, like I had partnership on paper, but no say really. Okay. Got it. Right. So I was definitely, you know, kind of in the money, around the money, part of the money, but I had no power with the money. Okay. Right. And so then all of a sudden this ceremony happened and out of the blue, a buyer showed up and I ended up with a check for like almost a million dollars. And, um, and that check, the first thing I did was I went to open seven different bank accounts <laughs> because <laughs> what I knew was you needed to have, you know, uh, insurance, FDIC yeah, yeah. insurance. So you couldn't put more than a hundred thousand dollars in any one bank. Okay. That was like, that was the extent of my knowing about okay. how to manage that money. Um, that money pretty rapidly disappeared. Mm. And, uh, and so fast forward, a lot of that though was utilized to launch me eventually mm -hmm. into um, after I left the Art Gallery and Healing Arts Center to launch me into 
serving people all over the world with my story of moving from, you know, one place to another place, mm-hmm. the story of transformation. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, uh, you know, I, I ended up having my own consulting business and serving people in the online space. And I did that for a dozen years. So it's been like 14 years now. But in 2017, uh, after a, a huge uh, falling out with my son that was very traumatic and years of running on adrenaline, like I was, yes, I was making money in my business. Yes, I had millions of dollars in revenue. Yes, I was investing like a crazy person. So it was like the money was coming in, it was going out. It was coming in, it was going out. It was coming in, it was going out. I had the experience of what I call the vibration of abundance, right? Mm -hmm. So there's scarcity, there's abundance, and then there's wealth. I I believe Mm. there's three different vibrations. And so the abundance vibration is like in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Like you can't deny that it's there. Like, oh yeah, look, there's, you know, a million dollars. It just came in the bank account. Oh, there's a million dollars. It just left the bank account, Right, right? right? You can't deny that it's there. There's abundance there, but abundance is, is, um, difficult, if not impossible to contain abundance is like the Mm, ocean. Right. Certainly. It's like the ocean. Scarcity is like rain in the desert. Abundance Mm. is like the ocean. And so I was in this phase of abundance and I came to a place where a big wave of abundance ultimately threw me up on the shores of scarcity. And I ended up in February of 2017, I made $7 that month in my business. Oh my yeah. God. I didn't know this part of the story. Wow. Yeah. And so I made $7 and I had made a commitment to myself uh, that I needed to take time off mm-hmm. uh, at the end of 2016, after the rite of passage with my son, which was very traumatic. I, I made a commitment to myself. I said, I just need to rest. I mm-hmm. really just need mm-hmm. to give myself space to to just process the immensity of the trauma. And I, if my business doesn't support me through this, then, you know, I need to be shown what needs to be done next. And so by my birthday in February of 2017, I had, and and that was my, my date, like by my birthday, my business will take care of me instead of me taking. And that was the $7 month. That was, that was the $7 month. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then (laughs) information came in for you. Yeah, it did. And that, led me to burn my business to the ground. Wow. Yeah. And, and to rebirth. Uh, and one of the pieces of the rebirth was how I ended up in the podcasting space. Mm-hmm. One of mm-hmm. the pieces of the rebirth was the guidance first came in that I could sell. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've been selling since I was nine years old. I sold yeah. 763 boxes of Girl Scout cookies yeah. <laughs> when I was nine before you, you could stand. put it online. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, before yeah, you yeah. were standing outside the grocery store, uh-huh. I was doing it smile and dial and knocking yeah. on doors. Um, and, and in uh, the real estate business, I actually sold the first 10 houses from dirt piles. Right. Yeah. And so I knew you, how you to had s- it in you. Right. I knew how to sell high ticket for sure. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing that came through was sell high ticket for other people. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I did that for a little bit, but ultimately it became clear that I needed to, to come back to do my own work. Yeah. And so I've been able to, since then, really start to examine and study the, 
the elements of wealth and the elements mm. of a wealthy life and the ways that we ward off wealth. And so that's been- Talk about that because, because it's one thing to have the conceptual, oh, that you have to, this is what you have to do. But I think so much revolves around the being. And so what in you, Angel, did you have to bump into, release, transform that probably a lot of other people are going to be like, oh shit, I have the same thing, right? You talk about yeah. that. Well, so I think the first thing that I, I um, want to talk about, and this seems to be very ubiquitous, especially amongst women, okay. is that one of the first ways that we ward off wealth is by worry. Ah, okay. And I'll tell a little story about this. When I first left real estate, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. So I literally was living on faith for mm. the first couple of years after I left my partners in real estate and living on my credit cards, <laughs> faith and credit cards and savings accounts. And, That'll sustain and, you, and, right? Right, right. <laughs> And so about, um, yeah, about, so when I left, I told my partner, he said, what are you going to be? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I it literally, what fell out of my mouth in that moment back in 2002 was I'm going to be a crystal healer. And I didn't even know what the hell I was talking about because wow. I never, never had a crystal healing, never knew anything oh about my crystal God. healing, that's but crazy. that's what came out. Yeah, that's what okay. came out. So uh, I then proceeded to go get one. I thought that might be yeah, a good idea. Start. Yeah, that's an idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I took a training and got certified from the woman that I received my first crystal healing from. And so by 2004, I had been living on savings for a year and a half. I had my first night where I got to teach crystal healing at somebody's, at somebody's um, shop. And by now, I'm beginning to worry. I am beginning uh, to worry. It's sinking in. Yeah. It's sinking in. And I'm beginning to worry about where the hell am I going to get the money to be able to continue to maintain mm -hmm. my house and you know keep the food mm -hmm. on the table and all the mm -hmm. things. By then I had divorced my first husband as well. So I was single parenting. Mm -hmm. And so in that state of worry, I did my first crystal healing um, class. Three people showed up. And this was your business. This was your business. That you were this was my new business. Yeah. Right. Three okay. people. <laughs> and the total amount of money did not actually uh, cover probably the gas or the babysitter for that night. Yeah. yeah. And so now the worry is getting even more increased. Mm -hmm. I come home from this class and my babysitter had put the popcorn in the microwave upside down. And burned a hole right through there the microwave. Go. There we go. <laughs> and the next day I'm out mowing the lawn, a bolt falls off the lawnmower and I run over it and des destroy my lawnmower. And then the day yeah. after that, I get a call that in order for my car to pass inspection, I need four new tires. And I realize in this moment wow. that the worry is just drawing that <laughs> was creating mm -hmm. catastrophe after catastrophe after catastrophe and like was a self-fulfilling thing. So worry, um, when I work with people, I use my vision. I can see worry as like a cloak that's, that looks like a dusty, musty, 
smelly mm. old army blanket that's literally wrapped right. around yeah. whatever you're oh. worrying about, whatever you're worrying about. So worry is one thing that we do that mm-hmm. we need to, um, we need to actually wa- wake up from worry and, and really recognize how worry is causing wealth to run far away from us, right? Because why would it want to be around that kind of so vibration? If, the, if somebody has that, do you have, because I know you're, you have all your, all your tools and your tricks and your things mm-hmm. and your energetic work, is there something you do or something you could teach us really fast to? Yeah. Well, you know, this actually happened in 2016 and led to the rite of passage with my son and led to uh, a lot of the disintegration of what wasn't working anymore mm. so that a new, more solid foundation yes. could be built and a rebirth could happen. And so uh, one of the things that I did at this talk uh, that I did in, in uh, I can't remember, San Diego, maybe, or Arizona, mm-hmm. somewhere out West, I took the women in the room through this process where I invited them to visualize the worry. Mm -hmm. And so I would invite anyone who's listening to, to visualize this Mm -hmm. as a dark, smelly, Mm -hmm. musty, moist, disgusting, rotting (laughs) army blanket that's wrapped around you, or it's wrapped around your business, or it's wrapped around money, or it's wrapped around you know, the offers that you're making, you know, if you have an offer that you're making, but you're worried that people aren't going to take your offer. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what you're putting. That's what you're packaging your offer. Ah. And so I just love to have you you invoke the power of your Mm -hmm. imagination to Mm -hmm. see where have you wrapped this worry? Where have you wrapped Mm -hmm. this worry? Have you wrapped it around your talk? Oh, I'm worried if I do this talk, nobody is going to like it. Or I'm worried if I make this offer that people will be upset or insulted or won't buy. Or I'm worried that my business is never going to make money. Or I'm worried that I'm going to run out of credit or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you're worried about. Just find one thing where this is wrapped and begin to use the bright shining light of your awareness. And focus that bright shining light of your awareness like a unicorn horn mm-hmm. and begin like to use that unicorn horn like a laser mm. to slice right through this cocoon, this mummy wrapping, because we often get worry from our mummy. Our mummies, our mummies pass it down to us, (laughs) right? So there's a lot of ancestral mummy worry that's going on. So Mm -hmm. just see yourself like just slicing through this and opening up this wrap, these mummy wrappings and removing them. And when you remove them, you get to choose what what you'd like to do with them. They could go into the garbage. They could go into the sun. They could go into a volcano. Whatever you'd like to do, they could be buried. What would you like to do with the mummy wrappings? Because we want to transmute them and dispose of them. And simultaneously, I'd like you to look at what it was that you were worried about from eyes of wonder. Hmm. So instead of looking at your offer as something that you're worried about, look at your offer and say, I wonder 
who's going to become my next client. I wonder what conversation I'm going to have that's going to lead to a money exchange. I wonder what's going to come out of the blue that I didn't even expect that will lead me to my next most amazing client. Mm. Right? Yeah. So wonder and being in a state of awe and wonder is one of one of the ways that we welcome. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was, I could not have scripted that any better. That was because I was going to ask you, I was going to say, okay, here's how you take off. And now how do you get people to be more embodied or to step in more? So wonder, is there any other, like, like, let me back up your sense of self, Mm -hmm. the, the curiosity of you were badass, you could sell and then boom, $7. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have angel like what is wrong here? Like, like, did you ever, cause I know you made it, a lot of big investments in coaching. Like you really were all about fixing it. Mm-hmm. And what were the lessons? Cause I think sometimes we look outside of our, you know, that expert we, will tell me or that program will give it to me. So yeah, talk you, about how you, how you have, you have so much sovereignty today. Yeah. Well, you, you use the there? magic word right there, Therese. You, the magic word that you used was fix it. Yes. yes. Okay. In December of 2016, when mm-hmm. I made the decision that my business was going to not, you know, either it was going to support me or, you know, I needed to have another vision. Yeah. I also became exceptionally clear because I came from a family where there was addiction and there mm-hmm. was abuse and there was mm-hmm. a lot of like the toxic soil of abuse is where yeah, I, I got it. was, you know, emerged out of. <laughs> and part of emerging out of the toxic soil of abuse is you become either abusing yourself. You either become an abuser or you become a self abuser, right? Or you become the person who's trying to fix it all. (laughs) And I became clear at the end of 2016 that I was done fixing. I was complete (sighs) with fixing. Wow. And I was also complete with figuring it out. Mm. And I made the conscious choice that I was going to begin to figure in what was going to make me feel um, whole, right? And well. And so, you know, wealth, the word wealth, the beginning of the word wealth, is a, is well you know it's wow. it's rooted in wellness yeah. it's yeah. rooted in in wholeness it's rooted in uh this idea of we're not figuring out how to fix anything mm-hmm. we're figuring in what will allow us to thrive and be generative mm-hmm. and that that ability to be generative is actually one of our greatest pieces of wealth that we have mm-hmm. is our ability to be generative and our ability to be generative requires boundary requires the exercising of the no muscle right how though you know what i when i think of you mm-hmm. i use the word sovereign but you are a woman who follows your guidance 
even if it seems cray cray, even if on paper people are like, what the fuck is she doing now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sometimes know? I wonder too. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I but wonder, I, see, I, wonder. There's wonder, word, wonder. wonder. But instead of figure it out, like the figure in, mm-hmm. how do you help people strengthen the, you know what you know? Because I think a lot of, you know, we're habituated, like I have to get an expert. I need to ask so-and-so. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we habitually wander around looking for somebody else to provide for the, what we need to, inside. So is that like a magical unicorn thing that you just have that knowing, or did you have to strengthen that muscle? So well, I definitely, yeah, I definitely had to strengthen that muscle, but I want to, I just want to take a second because I want to really make a distinction uh, about how we approach working with others. Okay. So um, I do believe that if we are here on the planet with a calling to serve, that there are people that we are meant to serve. Mm -hmm. And those people are coming to us and we are going to them and the Mm -hmm. the connection gets made and there's an exchange of energy and an investment made. And that's how business is happening, right? That's that's business. Um, I think the important thing to become discerning about is, am I seeking from a place of desperation? Right. Exactly. Am I seeking for the fix? And if you think Mm -hmm. about it in addiction, they call it the fix, Mm -hmm. right? And so part of the work of sovereignty of following your own guidance is very much learning to discern Am I coming from, you know, what is the frequency that I'm coming from? Nice. Am I coming at this, whatever this is, whatever this challenge is, am I coming at it from a vibration of desperation mm-hmm. or am I coming at it from a, a vibration of I don't want to use the word resignation, but that's the one word that's coming to me right now. And sometimes we have to resign. We have to resign ourselves to the fact that that's not where our expertise lies. Absolutely. Right. Right. It's just, it's strategic to get the additional support. Correct. In that area. Right. But it's not, oh, thank God that she'll save me. He'll save me. I'll never have to worry again. Like, so I love the, where are you coming from? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, nice. and so, so that's like t- kind of to preface this sovereignty piece. And I think for me, the sovereignty piece is, um, you know, the first time I had the spiritual awakening, I literally jumped off the ledge. Like I knew <laughs> I was going to die if I stayed with the real estate guys wow. any longer. I, I literally it was very knew. visceral. Like you, it, yeah. Okay. I wow. knew I was going to die. And there, wow. you know, the, like, I didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know back yeah. then. Right. So in retrospect, I can see, oh, there was the whisper way back there. And there yeah. was the knock and there was the two by four. And I had to get to the place where the Mack truck was coming down the, the road and about yeah. to hit me before I was able to say, I have to go. Right. Yeah. Like, And I think part of that is because I came from the toxic soil of Mm -hmm. abuse. One Mm -hmm. of the things that we learn and are conditioned to is to be able to take it. Oh, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Like how much can I take? Mm -hmm. Like if we lean into taking it rather than lean back and say, whoa, this is abuse. Right. Um, And so for me, it was originally a leap and then it became 
uh, you know, I got too far down the road of Mm. experiencing synchronicity, of experiencing miraculous changes, of experiencing uh, out of the blue connections and, and, um, you know, manifestations that weren't even in my imagination. Like it, people say, well, what's your goals? I don't have any goals. I have to have a vision, right? If the vision comes, then I'll say yes to the vision. Mm -hmm. And then the goals precipitate Mm -hmm. out from the vision Mm -hmm. naturally. Right. But if I don't have vision, then I'm just gonna, you know, go outside and play. (laughs) But that's that self, but it's a self-trust thing. And pray, you know, you know, the process now. Right. Yes. And I have to play and pray. Those are the two things that are, that are my like go-tos play and pray. And the most potent prayer I've discovered Mm. is help. (laughs) Help. Easy, easy. Nice. I love that. I love that. Well, as we wrap up, you, you, you have some principles about wealth and one of them was to not worry Mm -hmm. or stop worrying or Mm -hmm. do you want to just quickly run through the rest? Yeah. So there's five ways that we ward off wealth. Uh, One is worry. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second is withdrawing. And what happens when we withdraw, it's like, as an example, we go to an event, Mm -hmm. right? Let's say we are at a live event or we're listening to a podcast or we're watching a Zoom thing or whatever. And there's somebody there and we're like, oh my God, what she just said, oh my God, I feel so activated and ready. And like, I want to move forward with my dreams. And then we shut it off or we go back on the plane or we go home and we, we shut the Mm. doors and we pull our energy back. Right. When you put, when you withdraw your energy, you're warding off wealth. You are, you are closing the doors to the opportunity. Mm. We must collaborate and co-create with the universe. So withdrawal is um, one waffling, unable to make a decision. So I'll use an event example. Again, let's say you're at a live event and somebody has a $10,000 offer Uh to help you with your entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and and they make the offer and you're all excited and you say, oh my God, I can see that this will help me. And then you say, oh my God, I have to go to the bathroom. You're in the bathroom. Your friend texts you and says, Hey, you know that Caribbean vacation that we were talking about? It's on sale right now for $10,000. Do you want to go on this Caribbean vacation with me or Mediterranean vacation with me? And now you have your entrepreneurship or the cruise ship or the entrepreneurship or the cruise ship. And you can't make a freaking decision and both ships sail. Mm -hmm. So waffling is one of the ways that we ward off wealth. And um, the other two are whining. (laughs) <laughs> generally, o- generally over wine, generally over wine. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. And when we whine over wine, what's happening when we're whining over mm-hmm. wine is we often either have a f- one or two, or sometimes a whole group of people who will collude with oh, our support whining. Us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so what they're doing is they're adding all of their energy to your complaint system and your whining. And so what you're energizing, not only yourself with your own words, and, and is there a place for having conversations about what's not working? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's where you invest to work with somebody to mm-hmm. create that space where you can talk about what's not working. That's different than whining. Whining is, yeah. you know, just basically bitching and moaning about what's not working in your life right. and get having an audience for it. Right. <laughs> and, and when when you're whining over wine, the wine also does 
the um, decreases your consciousness. So the wine mm-hmm. itself decreases your consciousness in addition to creating this uh, you know, container of consciousness that is lowered and mm-hmm. is infusing and energizing what you don't want. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is waiting on. And this looks mm-hmm. like two different things. It could look like waiting on your handsome prince to come and rescue you. <laughs> or it could yeah. look like you being Cinderella and waiting on all of your stepsisters, taking care mm-hmm. of all of them. This is mm-hmm. the behavior that we see in online groups where there's the, and I, I will raise my hand as somebody who's definitely played the yeah. waiting on game yeah. where you're taking care of everybody else's problems and ignoring your own. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the five ways that we ward <sighs> off wealth. Wow. And I know that you have a free gift that is going to be super powerful. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah. So we have a quiz called the wealth readiness quiz and uh, what it's really quick. It's like seven or eight questions. Mm -hmm. And what it will do is it will give you a result that will let you know what Mm -hmm. your level of readiness is to welcome wealth into your life. And wealth is the sum total of all of the resources that we have available to us, our time, our health, our uh, imagination. Uh, the energy exchange mm-hmm. piece, which is the money piece, and then the fun that we have with our friends and family. Mm-hmm. And so the wealth readiness quiz will give you a scored result as to how much readiness is in you to welcome Just your own that. wealthy life by design. Oh my gosh. So the, uh, the note, the links to that are going to be in the show notes where, wherever you're watching this. You know, this has been so yummy. I just, I love your heart. I love, I love listening to you. And so if there's just kind of tune is, is there anything like, you know, one last, I got to tell you this, mm. anything else that wants to be said? Yeah. Um, so I said one of the most potent prayers that we have is help. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my other most potent and favorite prayers, which also helps us to welcome wealth is never let me lose my sense of awe and wonder. Mm. Oh, yeah. That is beautiful. So I want to say it's been awesome and wonderful to spend this time with you today, Therese. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. (sighs) I told you, you would love this episode. So I'm hoping that you allow this, if you're listening and watching to fill you, listen to it again, send it on to a friend because these, these, these teachings need to be out there. This is, this is stuff that we all need to hear. I, I know I benefited. So I was doing that. I was, do, I was getting all my worry stuff like, oh, hell no. I was chopping along with y'all. So thank you so much for listening. Peace and blessings. Bye now. Hey, this is Teresa. And I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place. If you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.